Newcastle Fans TV. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Viewing and Moonless Show here on Newcastle Fans TV. If you can remember so many moons ago, we interviewed two darts players. Episode 1, Episode 3. I was, if you watched them on YouTube, I was filming out of a, a potato. Sam's dress sense was horrendous, but now Still we're is. back on. <laughs> but we've got them back on together, Palin Ritz and Chris Dobie. Both have had stellar years in the PDC, both in the top 32. Callum slightly ahead of Chris now. Callum the world number 30, Chris the world number 32. And Sam, it was a busy, busy day this day because Newcastle had just made a signing. Just, just yeah. like Chris Wood. So, so that was quite uh, interesting to get the lads' views on that. Yeah. Um, first up, sorry in advance. Um, there is uh, minor uh, interruptions from my young daughter with her Peppa Pig thing. Um, so if you hear that in the background during the interview, sorry. Um, I was also quite laggy at the start. Then Chris Doby appears, disappears for you know a short moment halfway through too. But, you know... This was as live as it got, so you know we had our finger on the beat, and it was it was it was thrilling, I'm sure. But yeah, it's still a good it was still a good show. First time we've had multiple guests on, and um, yeah, the, to to see Callan's rise in prominence since the last time he was on the show was remarkable. Really, what a run he had at the Worlds, and the same with Chris too, who's proving to become in one of the most consistent players on the tour. Um, and most importantly, both huge Newcastle fans. Yes, very much so. I was just going to say, we have got an announcement, actually. We've been with a morning show. It's proudly sponsored by Peppa Pig. It's not. Um... <laughs> Until I get free tickets for Peppa Pig World. <laughs> no. Unfortunately, well, probably fortunately as well, we aren't. But um, the one thing is, they're both very passionate. and I thought you, you could tell that they both spoke with a lot of knowledge about the circumstances that Newcastle face and what Newcastle United needs going forward in the future uh, as well, Sam. So it was great to hear from the both. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's been a transformative time and, and Chris was at the game last week and, and goes quite a lot. So it, it's just one of them. And, and it's we're now in the midst, as we record this, in, in one of the most important transfer windows and one of the most busy transfer windows in Newcastle history. Um, it, there's there's always something happening. Um, it, it, you know, three out of the four of us on display have all been on Sky Sports in the past month. Um, have you been on, Johnny, lately? I would say around about two, three months ago, I have. Uh, well, not as, not as recent as the rest of us, but, you know, still no, good. No. no, no. Still good. Well done. But, you know, um, yeah, no. I just, I just put up the bad news. I put up the bad news and you put up the good news. So it's not too bad. Mm, 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 like that. But um, also as well, the challenge was laid down. The challenge was accepted, as you'll come to hear. There's been vibes of it going around for a while now. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting competition. Uh, well, an interesting match afoot between the four voices on display or not on display because that's visual um but yeah yeah so the challenge was laid down and accepted you'll have to listen to the rest of the show to uh see what it is i'd love to know the team then <laughs> the dog and the grace against the duck and something else <laughs> yeah but uh no it's been fantastic to get both calm 
and Chris aren't together. Both Chris has kind of took Carl under his wing. I think he even said in the uh, in the interview as well. So it, it just shows how close they are as well. And it'd be great to see. We live on the same street. Part. You know, they do. It'd be, it'd be great to get both of them with titles to their names now because I think that's where they both see themselves in the future. They both get a, let's get a big big uh, title because they've had pro tour event wins. Can they get a major? Because I think they've both got it in the locker to get a major. It'd be fantastic to see in the near future because like I say there's so many there's so many darts tournaments now there's so much money to be made in the PDC you know you can have a really really good life if you put the practice in like Colin and Chris both do but I think it's time to get this show on the road so this is the Greenwood and Milner show and it's our first live one of 2022 if you watched on YouTube but if you didn't and you listen to us right now you're going to enjoy this one because it's with Callum Ridds and Chris Dovey. The Greenwood and Mulliner Show on Newcastle Fans TV. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Greenwood and Mulliner Show here on Newcastle Fans TV. We have one half of the Bedlington, well, the best Bedlington dance team ever to be existing. We do have Chris <laughs> Dovey. Callum Ridds is on his way. Uh, Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Again, Sam, it's been a bit of a big day again. already. I know, again, again. You just haven't got Sainsbury's top on this time, Sam. That's not too bad. <laughs> oh, my God, get a life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, Sam, big news already today. Uh, Chris Wood signed. What's your reaction? I was hoping the news would break when we were live so we could actually turn it into like a like a proper, not a proper show, but, you know, proper breaking news like Sky. But yeah, it's quite interesting because Chris and Callan have kind of conflicting opinions about Chris Wood and the, and the signing. But I I think um, you know, I think it's a sensible signing. Do you know? I mean, Chris, you'll agree with me for what we need right now. It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. He's uh he's a type of striker that we need. Um, oh, here he is, lad. Here he is. Hello. <laughs> but <laughs> um, no, is is the type of striker we need? Um, big. He'll cause problems with any defence. So it's it's not the the biggest name, you know, what everybody expected with the money we've got. Uh, you can't just go out and buy like Mbappe and whoever they want. And, um, but you've, you've got to be realistic. It is what we need at this time. And um, yeah, hopefully get into the squad for Saturday and kickstart his season here. So he's proved it the past four or five seasons going into double figures, you know. So yeah, I'm more than happy with that. Well, now we've got the second half of the best darts team in Bedlam, Callum Ridds. Callum, good morning. Welcome to the show. Um, you've just heard Chris speak about Chris Wood. What's your reaction to Chris Wood's side of Newcastle today? I mean, I, I wasn't too sure on it, but to be fair, we've beaten Burnley a little bit, haven't we? But yeah, hopefully, like Chris said, if you can get into the team side, they'll hopefully start the season straight away and get off to a great performance. See, I, I was you've changed your tone in the last 12, 24 hours, Callan. Yeah, I saw you oh, yeah. on Twitter I mean, last I night. I wasn't thought about <laughs> it, but you've got to give the lad a chance, haven't you? I mean, watching Biden every game he scores, so you know, I mean, hopefully he does. I, I look, I you'd think you'd like to think he'd start on Saturday, Sam, won't you? I mean, look, if he scores seven, eight goals between now and the end of the season, he'll probably keep us up. I mean, let's not right. forget that Callum Wilson is. Only injured for what is it eight, seven, eight weeks now, but um, look, it, it's we obviously want to see more. It's not as as big a deal as Kieran Trippier signing, but um, just need to make a point. Callan, you were the first ever guest on this show when me and Johnny started this. 
when you were first on, you hadn't won a game on the PDC tour. (laughs) 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 Things have changed a little bit for both Newcastle United and yourself. Um, What's what's the past six, 12 months been like for both you personally and um, following Newcastle? Darts, to be fair, just I think lockdown really actually helped me out more than anything else because I just I couldn't win a game on the pro tour at all. I mean, then lockdown came and they had the, the home tour. I wasn't a, a big fan of that. Chris was, he was winning every tournament going, wasn't he? <laughs> 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 but, nah, I just when the tour came back, I just I just put no pressure on myself and yeah, just everything clicked and you know, I've I've done all right this year. Colin, do you like, I know Chris is obviously in the stream and I know this might be quite difficult to answer, but is Chris someone that you kind of looked up to in terms of, you know, if Chris has done so well, he thinks that I can do well in the PDC Pro Tour. If I can just knuckle down and look at what Chris is doing, it would help me in the long run. Yeah, well, it's one of them. Chris has actually, he helped me get my my manager, you know, and all that. He was the one that really kind of got me the opportunity, so... I've got to thank him in a, in a way. I'd, I'd, I don't want to thank him, but I've got to be fair. <laughs> done so much for us, but nah, listen, it, it's great to have two lads from Bedlam in the top 32 of the world. And you never know, hopefully, this year we can both kick on and win a few more titles. Uh, Chris, are you regretting helping Callan so much now? <laughs> nah, no, 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 uh, obviously, I've always like, took them under my wing, kind of tried to fit them in with the the right kind of to people um, because when he first started out, I, I didn't think he was like playing with the right lads who could bring him on. And I kind of guided him in the right direction. And I think I've, I've helped him quite a lot and obviously got him with Unicorn and his management that he's with now. And now nah, he, he deserves it. He's, he's got all the talent in the world. And like I say, he's above me now in the rankings, which it, it hurts a little bit, but <laughs> Yes. Uh, nah, <laughs> you've just got to, you've got to say well done. And now him being in the top thirty-two with myself, it's it's only going to push me harder and hopefully get me to the top where where I think I should be. I can't wait for that next game where Chris and Callum take on each other's hand. I think uh, it'd, be, uh, it'd be interesting to oh. say the least, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, UK U, UK Open. That's my prediction. That's going to be tasty. <laughs> Chris versus Callum. Who's your money on? Actually, I know, Johnny, you want you wanted to throw down a little pairs challenge, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I think, I think it'd be interesting because I, I'm probably averaging about 26 and you're probably averaging about 41, Sam. So you can pick whatever you want because I, I can probably get the odd troll every now and then. Yeah, no, we must just stress like one pro plus one Muppet. So not not Chris and Callan versus me and Johnny because that would be a complete waste of everyone's time. But um, yeah, I think I think lads, that that's something that's got to happen some some way down the line. I think you, we you, I think Chris and Callan should have the pick of who gets me or Johnny. To be fair, but it doesn't really matter which Bedlington do you get. It's uh, who who well, I know you say that. Well, whoever's the best. Callan's ahead in the so- rankings now. Exactly. Well, that's what I was just about to say. Whoever's uh, high on the rankings play with the worst one he used to. I so. <laughs> <laughs> think that's Sorry, fair. <laughs> hey. 
terrible one. Um, but let's just go back into the football. We've got to talk. It's been it's been absolutely incredible for the last few months. Uh, Callum, we'll start with yourself in terms of Newcastle being taken over, finally being taken over, no longer in the hands of Mike Ashley. Um, could you actually believe what you were watching, Callum? Could you believe that Newcastle getting taken over by the richest consortium <laughs> in the world at the minute? Like, cousin went to the stadium because he obviously thought it was going to happen, and he sent he was sending his video videos of like all everyone jumping around, cheering on, and yeah. To be fair, I had a I had quite the hangover the next day myself. To be fair, but <laughs> it, nah, it, it was brilliant, not just for all the Newcastle supporters, but for the city as well, because you, you hear it from all like the the away fans. They love coming to Newcastle, you know, and and it's nice now to actually have that chance where we can spend a little bit of money and challenge for not any cups this year obviously but now the main focus is just to stay up and then in the summer go for some bigger players and hopefully challenge for a, a Euro, Europe, Europe spot. Jeez, I've screwed up your words out then. <laughs> Don't worry about it, Chris. Can you remember where you were taking over night? Did you, did you pop down at the stadium at all? Um, no. Um, we actually, I was out in Newcastle Um with a friend, I think we had been to Costco, uh, and obviously on the way back we drove past St James's Park, and it was absolutely chocker. Um, and, and then I had obviously I, I would have loved to been able to stay, but we had a Super League match. I think it was a Thursday night, so I had a, I had a Super League match, um, and obviously, unfortunately, we, we had a pit on the Sky Sports and everything. It was just such a buzz, uh, such a buzz. Just everywhere you went, it, that's all people were talking about. And it was just great feeling. Chris has been telling us behind the scenes, Callum, that there's like, there is a bit of banter in regards to the football mature. Um, do you make sure that you you know, you know represent Newcastle proud by sticking up for them a little bit and just saying, look, we are going to be better. We are going to actually might win a trophy in the next few years. And like, you can tell all these Man United Liverpool fans that you know, you've had your time, our time's actually coming there. Yeah, I mean, I I probably get a little bit too far because well, Chris knows what I'm like. I just I'm an absolute idiot when I get going, but nah, I mean, yeah, it, it's good to have the banter with the lads because you know they, they give you so much stick. But Chris will tell you when we beat you know Man U, Liverpool, or anyone like that, we'll give it to them twice as what they, twice as bad as what they give it to us. Go on, Sam, uh, back, I mean, back with us now. Like, I am, yeah. Um, Chris, you're obviously at the game on Saturday, but have you noticed like an atmosphere change since that takeover? Because for me, it's just gone back to like not maybe not like the old old days, but it's just such a brilliant atmosphere around the place. Oh, I, it's it's just electric. Uh, I, I remember being there the first game after they got took over. Um, the new owners come on the big screen and uh, Jimmy Neal's song on on the. Uh, on the um, tannoy around the whole thing, oh, it was just such a buzz, man. Uh, it's a, it's a great feeling, and I think it's it's just getting better and better. The atmosphere is starting to go around the full ground more than just the the Gallagher end, the Gallagher corner. You know, it's uh, it's just great to be around, and everybody's got the taste of it back. Uh, obviously, you'll have the odd few that's just there uh, because we're, we're being took over now, and. I think you'll get that quite a lot as you do with some of the bigger names in the world, the likes of Barcelona and stuff. People are going on holiday and just want to go and see the football, you know. But I think you'll get that in the next few years as well, which is it's not a bad thing. But you, if you want people who's been on a waiting list for season tickets for years and years, you know, they they'll want season tickets and 
some of them will miss have to miss out because of the likes of people who just want to be there because of the richest team in the world. It's still crazy. A crazy sentence you're saying there, Chris. Richest <laughs> club in the world. Ah, comparing us to Barcelona. So <laughs> it's mental. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so bizarre. But, um, Callum, it hasn't been the best season so far. We've played, well, half, we're halfway through the Premier League season and we're 19th in the division. And we got knocked out the FA Cup at the weekend. Um, it's a big few games now for Newcastle. Watford next, then Leeds away. Newcastle have got to be looking, well, I'm, I'm saying four points just to kind of, but especially beat Watford. If we can get four points out of the next two games and beat Watford, it, it, it does seem a little bit more rosy, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, the next three or four games, I think, is massive. Like, I, I know, like, the start of the season wasn't the, the best and we drew a, a good few games, but I've always said that everyone, the games we've drawn, it would probably should have won, I would say, half of them. You know, it, it's sloppy goals, yeah. it, it's this and it's that, but Again, I think, you know, if we get a centre-back in, that them sloppy goals will, will not happen. And, but, yeah, I said the same. Four points in the next two games would be a, a great boost and a time to push on for the for the lads now. Yeah, Saturday's huge, isn't it? There's no there's no getting away from it. If, you, if we lose to Watford, then it's looking pretty grim. It doesn't matter who we sign. But um, to, to the pair of you, really, um, Callan, you can start first. Where do you think, now that we've got Wood in and Trippier in, where where's next? Where do you think we'll aim to strengthen? I I think we need a centre back personally, like a centre back and maybe another striker. But don't get us wrong. Listen, if if Chris Wood fires from the get go, fair play to the lad. I mean, but I think we do need a a faster centre back that you know and get up and down a little bit because. We're just too sloppy, I think, at the back. I know we've got Trippier now. I mean, he'll attract a, a few players. and Yeah, but I think we need to focus now on a centre-back. Chris? How about you, Chris? Um, I completely agree. Um, obviously, I think we need two two decent centre-backs. Uh, I, don't, I don't think... Matt, Matt Ritchie's decent. He's a, he gives 110%, but he's not a left-back. So, I think we need a left-back. We need someone... <laughs> an attacking midfielder because since we've paid £25 million for Joe Willock he's pushed him into defensive midfield which is not a defensive midfielder he's just looked lost every t- every game he's played this season so that needs changed and I think someone that can cross a ball on the wing obviously you've got Maxi on the on the left hand side but his, his crossing into the box is terrible um, I watched him on Saturday he, he couldn't cross a ball he just kept losing it You've got Trippier who can ping a ball from anywhere and, and he proved it on Saturday again. But I think you just need someone that's going to create them balls into the box for, for likes of Chris Wood, you know, and maybe get another backup striker on loan or, or whatever. Um, but, yeah, you definitely need someone that's going to create them chances in the box for Chris Wood because I don't think he's the type of player that creates the chances for himself. I can't believe you don't think that Keelan Clark and Jamal themselves can't get us out of this sticky situation, boys. I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, don't compare Clark to Lascelles. Lascelles is just a bad run of form where Clark's just absolutely rubbish. Do you have? Do, like, do, do either of you have any faith in the in the players that are not there now? I don't want to tar them all with the same brush because obviously there's quality there with Wilson and St. Maximum and, and whatnot. Yeah. But I suppose who. 
kind of frustrates you the most and who should be doing better because they are good enough they're not showing it Chris um to be honest uh we've seen him in the was it the cup game early on against Burnley uh Hendrick got a start he played all right but he's not the kind of player we need you know I think we need to, to get rid of the likes of them and off the wages and, and bring more people in Shelby's looked like he's I'm I'm not one of Shelby's biggest fans, uh, but he's looked a different player under Eddie Howe. He's actually playing all right. Um, Emil Kraft, I don't think it's good enough for the Premier League. Uh, we need to get, to get the likes of them out and just bring in the, the new faces. Uh, keep the local lads, the both long staffs. So I, I wouldn't even loan Matty out. I would give him a chance, like I said to you before. Um, he was one of our best players last season there. Uh, for about a month or two month spell before he got injured, so you you need to keep the likes of them, and I'll, I'll probably even keep Dummett with him being a local lad. He, he'll give a hundred and ten percent, but he's injury prone. Are they going to keep him or you, you don't know? So yeah, we, we do need to strengthen places, but you need to get rid of the, the players that's not good enough for me. How about you? Carl? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's just got that nailed on the head there, hasn't he? I mean. Get get all the players that you know, like Hendrick and that that doing it as wrong when he when he first came with Wilson, he, he played all right for the first three or four games, you know. But now it's just he's on the bench, he's just getting a wage, he's not playing and you know, it's like Chris said, get them off the, the wage list and get some you know, I'm I'm not we're not gonna get the best players in the world. I'm not ever gonna like not now at the minute anyway, but yeah, get the get them off the wage list and then you can focus on you know, other players, I mean, ever since Eddie House came in, to be fair, I was down with Chris. I'm not the biggest Shelby fan, but he's been absolutely unbelievable. Same with Joe Linton. He's been a different player since he's came in. And, um, yeah, it's just it's unbelievable what Eddie Howe's done. I, I know the results haven't been there, but hopefully they'll start coming now. Callum, was he your number one choice to replace Steve Bruce, Eddie Howe, or did you have somebody else in mind? And how do you think he's done so far? Uh, anyhow, probably wasn't my first choice, but I would say he was top three. And obviously, you can just see how much the lads want to play under anyhow, they're giving it all for the badge. I mean, under Steve Bruce, you just they weren't bothered, like because Steve Bruce wasn't bothered. But you can see under anyhow, he's training them right and he's he's playing everyone where they really are natural to play. So, yeah, anyhow, did a fantastic job. And hopefully, there's just more to come now with a couple of more signings. Yeah, I think the points need to start following now because there has been an upturn in performances, hasn't there? I uh, can't believe, Chris, that you don't like Emil Kraft. Um, do you not remember? <laughs> the, the other week he skinned Bruno Fernandes and Domino. Oh. oh, it was ridiculous. Yeah. But 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 since uh, it, it's, time, it's not that I don't like him, it's just I don't think he's Premier League class. I don't think he's good enough for the Premier League. No, no you're right, let's face it. But since Trippi has signed, um, the right-back arguments... Doesn't sorted. matter now, null and void, yeah. it's sorted. Um, so I think the next point of conjecture that me and Johnny kind of had was Miggy Almiron. For me, I would, I'd, I'd be looking to sell him if not, obviously, not this month, but at the end of the season because he's just not contributing. Uh, well, to be honest, he's another one, he's a grafter, um, but he's, he's one footed, he, he, he can't, he can't kick a ball with his right foot. Um, and he's, he's the kind of player we needed 
but he hasn't proved what he can do. He, they all bigged him up, obviously scoring goals for fun in, in the MLS. And I, I loved him when he first came. And I, to be honest, I still like him now. It's it's just given him that time, but it's just been on the bench for the past few games and hasn't really done much. hasn't hasn't had the chance to do so. So I I, I wouldn't sell him. Maybe, maybe he's loan him out for a little bit, get him some match fitness and get him back up and running. And hopefully next season we're still up. If he doesn't shine, then you could look to to sell him and bring in the big names. Yeah, because he's had the, the, the problem is with him though. No assists, no goals. Mm. He, he seems to be he seems to be really struggling for form. Um, have you always rated him, Callum? Because I feel like, like like Sam says, he polarizes opinions. I would keep him because I think you can get something out of him. But it always seems to be that last pass is lacking. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, he, he is it just a he is a real grafter. I mean, he doesn't stop running. He's always chasing, but. It's like Chris said, he has not got a right foot. So if he's anywhere on that box, you know what he's going to do. He's going to try and cut it on his left and and hit it. But yeah, I do like him. I mean, to be fair, he was scoring for fun in the MLS. But you go from the MLS to the Premier League, it's a completely different ball game, you know. But yeah, I would definitely keep Almer on because I think he, he can give us something in the future. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens with him, Sam, isn't it? It, it, look, he's got a he's got to start providing assists and and chipping in with goals, hasn't he? Because uh, without the, 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 the stats speak for themselves: zero assists, zero goals this season. I know we're struggling, but that he's the kind of player that has the ability to get us out of the bottom three. But it's it's just not clicking at the moment. But I mean, formation wise, since we've got rid of Steve Bruce, there's a, a kind of clear identity and who would have thought a 40 million pound striker would turn into the next Patrick Vieira <laughs> uh, but, um, as my one year old daughter storms in trying to announce how to play Peppa Pig um, Chris what do you make of this turnaround Um, I was obviously we spoke about Joe Linton when I first came on your show and we were thinking, He's not the he's not the forty million pound because Rafa turned the forty million down, didn't want him. And when Steve Bruce come in, that was his first choice, forty million. And I was like, wow, it was a bit of a risk. But now playing him and giving him the number seven shirt, taking the number nine off his, and that's a lot of pressure took off his shoulders straight away by taking the number nine off him because how much pressure going into a a team as big as Newcastle United. Giving them the number nine shirt straight away as well, massive pressure on your shoulders. Uh, but now he's just a beast. He's touching. His <laughs> ability is unbelievable. Now it's, I, I, I don't know where where he's getting it from. But I, I watched the interview where with Sean Longstaff and Joe Linton the other day, and he said he's the best man in training week in week out. And hey, you've you've got to believe that kind of thing. So fair play to Sean for for coming out and sticking up for him like that. It was, I thought it was Too brilliant. Right. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100% agree with that. I was just going to say as well, Callum, is it's it's actually nice to see he's proving people wrong now, Joe Linton, because I think we've all probably yeah. slagged him off and said he's not good enough to play for Newcastle, like Brian said. I said I'd sell him for 10, 10 million pounds. Like first, yeah. first year we had him, second year we had him, I said I'll sell him for 10 million quid. We'll take the loss and we'll try and have to just, we'll just have to move on with it. But 
he's, he is proving people wrong slowly but surely you just hope he continues this form from now to the end of the season because if he does that Newcastle will probably stay in the division with that sort of form yeah I mean he's just everywhere isn't he? he's always around up and down he's just a you know from a 40 million pound striker he's now a box-to-box midfielder so <laughs> but yeah he's been absolutely unbelievable and I'll put my hand on my heart I've I've slapped him off you know what I mean like when he came and he wasn't doing anything spectacular but now he's, he's actually looking like the 40 pound man that we've got and fair play to him and like Chris said with one staff you know and the presenter said I didn't know how good you, you were that good I mean I thought that was just disrespectful because you can see how much you know playing for Newcastle means to him but taking that number nine off yeah it's took a lot of pressure off it and I think it, there is the, the good player and then it's starting to come out now a lot more regularly yeah, such a class from Sean Longstaff in that interview, wasn't it, Sam? Oh, I love that. I like Sean. You, you I, everyone knows what's who watches the channel knows I like Sean, but oh, oh, up and down form wise, isn't he? But if we can get back to that player that burst into the team under Rafa, and I, I, I just love that. I, I watch every now and again. There's a montage of pre-injured Sean Longstaff on Twitter. Yeah. I watch that. You just it looks. Every so was that since that injury? Injury away at Bournemouth last season or the season before, wasn't it? And mm. he scored the goal in the game and came off injured. Uh, he hasn't looked looked fully fit since then. But if he can get a good run of games uh, under his belt, back into the team, um, I, I think I think he'll he'll do well under Eddie Howe. I think an addition is definitely needed, though, Callan. What about the likes of Aaron Ramsey, who's apparently available on loan? I'd love him. Yeah, I would like him, but I've I've seen obviously Twitter with Genie Wijnaldum's been linked to it and moved back. You know, you would snap your hand off for Genie to come back because when he was at the oh, he was it was unreal. I mean, if I was to choose between Ramsey and Genie, I would choose Genie. But you know, if we got Aaron Ramsdale, I would I would never say no. Ramsdale. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sorry, I've just walked. I haven't long been away. I haven't long been. Away. See, this is the thing with let, having two guests on now. Me and Johnny would have let that slide, but uh, bang, Toby yeah, in there for the kill. Be, that'll be in the group chat in about five minutes. Back. <laughs> yeah, uh, one well, little Toby, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We'll let you. We'll let you off. We'll let you off. If we can get Wijnaldum, no, Ramsey, and Ramsdale in this summer, in this window, we'll be happy with that, wouldn't we? <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, no, <laughs> no. To be fair, how good was Genie Wijnaldum in Newcastle? Especially oh, for him. unbelievable, he was unreal. You could just tell he was just too good for us, wasn't he, Chris? Ah, only scored them four against Norwich. That was that was unbelievable, wasn't it? But uh, oh, I- it, it was just, it was just, he was a great player. Um, Obviously, he wanted a bigger move and after a few years there, which is understandable. Um, and he'd done well at Liverpool. But uh, I, I would take him back, definitely. Um, but I don't know if I would take him over Ramsey because Ramsey's, Ramsey's quality, you know, absolutely brilliant. And he's the, he'll get you more goals than, than Wijnaldum will, I think, for sure. Yeah, I, that week at uh, Wijnaldum got them four against Norwich. I had him triple captained in my fantasy team. That was, <laughs> that, was, that, that, was a, that was a good day. <laughs> yeah, Ramsey really is quality. There's no getting away from that. You saw that in the Euros. But 
let's say let's let's try and be optimistic and say we do stay up at the end of this season. I think the summer could really be exciting. Who would be kind of your both of you's your one big kind of marquee signing that that would say yes, we mean business now. Oh, um, it would be a big name striker. Um, I would probably splash out the cash for that chick because yes. he, he he's proved it in the Euros. He's proved it in the Bundesliga this year. Um, just a bit. I know he obviously hasn't done anything in the Premier League, but he's proved it in two big, massive competitions. The Euros. He was he was one of the top goal scorers, you know, for um, Czech Republic. So I I would probably just splash the cash on him and go for it. Callum? I would say either him or Kinsley Coleman. Ooh, interesting. Good show, good show. Because obviously, you know, I mean, they've been linked, you know, with Bayern's linked with every top player that plays in Germany. So I, I would take Kinsley Coleman because, again, he's, he's fast, he's a great dribbler and, you know, he's, he's very dangerous in the box and I think that's the type of player that Newcastle lead, I think that's you know, but yeah, I would I would go with Coleman. I think that's a really interesting show. That King's come as a player that obviously he's done exceptionally well at, at Bayern in particular, Sam, and he, he would obviously improve Newcastle tenfold. Most people would though, wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Most people would, but yeah. Uh, questions in the comments about Wood. Wood can start. Uh, he is eligible to play against Watford, which will be massive. Um, going back to these next two games, lads, to have that focal point up front is going to make one hell of a difference because it just didn't seem to click uh, last weekend for the FA Cup, did it? Nah. It's, uh, obviously, Trippier looked fantastic. He looked sharp. Obviously, he, he was just playing the Champions League the week before. Um, so, it was a massive boost. Obviously, it's a drop back to play in the FA Cup against uh, Cambridge than playing in the uh, Champions League for Atletico. But uh, no, it did look sharp. Um, I think that game on Saturday was crying out for a, a centre forward. Um, we didn't have one on the bench. It was just, I think that's all that it was missing. At the end, I, um, I, obviously being in the box on Saturday, I spoke to... Uh, Kieran Clark and he said obviously I mentioned Dwight Gale I said trying to get a bit of info what, what's the matter is he going and he said oh no he's got COVID so I think that that was that was crying out for Dwight Gale to give him a chance you know because I, I rate Dwight Gale I know, I know obviously he hasn't proved in the Premier League much but championship player everybody calls him and it's just he needs he needs to be given a chance and uh yeah, I asked the question, why wasn't he there? Is he, is he going to be away? But no, nah, he, he had COVID, unfortunately. Doby with the exclusives, eh? Aye. <laughs> I, I tried yeah. try to get a bit of inside info, but... <laughs> Just dropping that you're in the box. Oh, you've changed. <laughs> nah, I, I wanted to uh, surprise the little man with his being his first game. <laughs> oh, brilliant. To be fair, though, that's like that's going to be that's what he's going to be expecting every single week. <laughs> that's exactly what I said. I said I hope you, I hope you're not going to expect that every week because it's not going to happen. <laughs> After Greg oh. before the game, instead of getting you a free course meal, no, he doesn't eat. Does he not? Oh. <laughs> nah, he's a terrible eater. 
He, well, he's got to get in the away end now. That's the next thing. Never mind, you know, yeah. slumming it in the boxes. He's give, him, bit, give him a few years yet before that. He's only four, so... Ah, Start fair enough. Yeah, no, if I took my four-year-old, he'd try and run down to the pitch <laughs> to get involved. Otherwise, he's just not interested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, mind you, it, it could turn out to be better than a few of uh, the squad. But yeah, uh, it's it, it's it's an interesting rest of the month, isn't it? I mean, who would have thought we'd be splashing the cash at the start of the season, I mean, yeah. uh, pre-takeover. But um, how many realistically? There's two through the door. We've all agreed that we need a centre-back. I think can, we need can, four. Can the others, four. What, four more? Or four, four more in. Four more in. You've got. I, I, I think it's a must. Obviously, I think two strikers now. Wilson's out for a while, so obviously Chris Wood's in. You need another one if it's permanent or loan. You need two defenders, so say a centre back and a left back, and like I said before, and like an attacking midfielder or someone that's gonna put balls into the box. So I, I say we need at least four in. How many do you think, Callum? I, I just think three. I think maybe a centre back definitely. I don't know about a left back, but definitely need it. A midfielder that can, you know, create a lot more. And I don't know whether another winger or another centre forward for with Chris Wood and Wilson when he's back. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what happens in the next few weeks because it is, it is obviously, it's absolutely huge because if Newcastle can stay up, then next season, can you imagine we're having a busy winter window and January's very tough to do business in the summer it'll go absolutely berserk it'll be incredible you can imagine like if Newcastle are getting linked to a thousand players in January they'll be linked to about 10,000 in the summer it'll be absolutely incredible but it's um it's going to be fascinating to see what happens from now at the end of the season I'll put you on the spot before I talk a little bit of uh, Darcy's Chris has just vanished he's gone he's had enough yeah, we, 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 we all have at various points. There's nothing wrong with having dodgy internet connections or children that want to get in, get away. He's back now, see? No, yeah. no, no one needed to panic. <laughs> Talk about Newcastle, you've had enough. You've had enough, Chris. But, uh, <laughs> but start, with, start with you, Callum. Will Newcastle stay up? I definitely think so. I think it'll be, you know, if the results are going our way now, like at the start of the season, we're winning... Most of the games were drew, and if, if we can just hold out them results, you know, we'd be perfect <clears> mid-table already. You know, we'd be not guaranteed safe, but you know, a 65 percent chance safe. But it's like we've said earlier in the in the show. I think these next two games are absolutely massive. But I, I do what think we'll stay up. I think we'll stay up. Um, obviously, we touched on it earlier. I think there's four, maybe five teams worse than us. We've just been unlucky, and uh, I think everybody hates us now. You know, obviously being took over. The, the decisions <laughs> were getting nothing. VR's been against them the majority of the season, but it was showed what we can do against the likes of Man United. We, we played them off. The, I know the percentage and the possession was all Man United apparently, but now nah, for me, we played them off the park. If Maxi had just getting that second goal and when, oh. when it just hit into the keeper. Um, I think, obviously, that, that's promising signs and hopefully get a good win to to kickstart our season this weekend. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I'm glad. I'd, yeah, by the time the audio of this gets like released on Tuesday, 
then we'll, we'll I think we'll kind of know because I don't want to put it all on one game. But I think I think if we don't get a win on Saturday, it's going to be a lot hard work because uh-huh. the, the gap just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But yeah, the promising uh, thing is though we've still got a few weeks. It's it's only two weeks into the the transfer window, so we could, there's plenty of time to get more people in as well. So it's uh, mm-hmm. that, yeah. that's a good thing. So what Sam's basically trying to say is, if by Tuesday we've signed two new centre halves, a new striker, a new centre mid, and we've beaten Watford, that is exactly <laughs> what he's trying to tell us. Right now. Life's good. Amazing. Life's good again, isn't it? <laughs> it's been absolutely brilliant. But I tell you what, for the pair of us as well in terms of the dart scene, it's been absolutely brilliant as well. And um, we'll talk about the World Championship in a second. But two Pro Tour wins for both of you. Callum, just nicking the first one before you, Chris. I know that probably yeah. eats inside in you a little bit. Um, <laughs> but, I'm sure Callum's desperate to tell the story. Um, Callum, can you tell us all about that eight-seven win against Johnny Clayton? And what was you, what were you feeling in that last leg? Was your heart going ten to the dozen? Yeah, well, to be fair, he missed it, a dart at the ball for to, to beat us, and then I took 127 on the ball. And, and when I won, to be fair, Chris was the first one to say, you know, well done, mate. And then I think we chilled out and had a had a game of FIFA and. Just had a bit, a bit uh, laugh with the lads, and I'm, I'm pretty sure Newcastle was playing then. So we were just watching the, the Newcastle game. I, I can't remember. I think we were in Bolton, but yeah, we just, he was the he was the first one to say well done. And you know, there's always a bit rivalry between you because we know the same street, same area we live in. But listen, if it doesn't matter how well I do, if Chris is doing well as well, I'm happy for him for what he's done for me. But Chris, Chris, what about Joseph? yours? Jose de Souza, and you qualified for the match play as well with that win. Uh, well, that that was it. That that was the the bonus. It wasn't about winning my first title. It was to I had to win it to to get into the match play and put myself there. So that that was more of a big thing for me because another TV major. Um, it was it was just great, and obviously we have done a bit of filming me and Callan along the the beachfront together. Um, obviously on the two titles as well. So. Just Very romantic. Work, work, working with Callum <laughs> work, was uh, it, It's always great. Um, you, you have a good laugh, regardless, and just just enjoy yourself. Do, doing something that we enjoy for our job, it's it's great. It is important to to keep spirits high and have a bit of a laugh in it because obviously the vast majority of like the casual darts fans only watch the TV tournaments, but. And they don't know the grind that goes away from it every weekend in, you know, not the most glamorous of locations. I know, you know, the, the Metrodome in Barnsley is a wonderful place, but, you know, it, it's it's not overly glamorous, I suppose. <laughs> just, just how much of a grind can the tour be, especially if things aren't going particularly well, Callan, like, like for you at, at, right at the start? Yeah, I think that's when, you, you know... You do everything the same, no, you practice, you know, you play your local leads when you're back home and yeah, to be fair, you, you think you're playing well and you go there and it, it's like you say, you get the casual fans that just watch the, the TV events, you know, but I've said this in many of interviews, anyone that gets on that PDC Pro Tour and kind of throw 110 average at you, you know, it, it's happened to to, to me, I've, I've been beat off someone I've never heard of and he's he's absolutely destroyed us and then but it, it is one of them, like, you know, week in, week out, you know, always away from home, especially like, like Chris, he's got a, a very young son. It's probably harder for him than it is me. But 
nah, just it's not the best being away every other weekend, but again, it's it's our job, so we've got to do it. Yeah, it, it certainly is your job, and you're both doing exceptionally well. Um, you know, you both qualify for the match play because you, like I say, you've both shown how good dots players you are, and you know, the match play, I think, because if you win the match play, I think you've almost shown that you're probably one of the best players to pick up a dart yeah. because the, that is your creme de la creme. Oh, well, the championship's huge, but the top 32 in the PDC nowadays, there's some people that don't even qualify to get into it, and there's some absolutely top, top players, but, you know, Chris, you, you gave Joe Cole a run for his money. You, I think on another day, another double, potentially, you, you get through it in the second round, and it was actually a really good game to watch. I think, again, it could have gone either way, that one. Yeah, if, if you had seen us about two hours before the game, you would, you would have thought I would have been beat 10-0. I, uh, there was doubts in my mind whether I was going to go up on stage and actually play. I was I was ill the day before. I, I had suffered from sunstroke. Had uh, had been doing the filming, and um, obviously went back to get changed and stuff. I left my cap in the house and went back out. It was red hot, and yeah, I suffered from a bit of sunstroke, and I was in bed all the majority of the following day. So to go on the stage and play the way I did, I. Uh, I was happy to be fair. I mean, that's what that's what happens when you have a day on Blackpool Beach with Reds. That, that, it, just, <laughs> it, just, it just gets all too much. Are you sure it was sunstroke and just not, you know, something else? But I mean, you've only got to you've only got to look at um, you know Q schools going on at the moment. The the names. I know Peppa Pig isn't at Q School, unfortunately. <laughs> but former world finalists, former players that were at the top of the game, now struggle to even get on the tour. How just how uh, much is the standard just keep on growing and growing and getting higher and higher over the past uh, two years in particular? Unbelievable. Um, the names that some of the names that you see, obviously Richie Burnett, absolute legend, and he was one of my tips to get his tour card back this year. Um you see the like James Wilson dropped off the tour last year. Quality player, got it back yesterday. But um now nah, there's so many talents, man. It's unbelievable. Any one of those could average over a hundred. Some of the names on there I don't even know and they're averaging hundred and five, hundred and six and you're thinking, hey fair play. So yeah, I think they've been practicing over the lockdown and stuff and putting a bit more time in, keeping ourselves to themselves, you know. And yeah, fair play to them. Good luck to everyone who, who comes through and it'd be nice to, to see different names on the tour next year. Definitely, uh, completely right there, Chris. But Callum, world match play is a bit, I would say it's almost a little bit of a breakthrough tournament for you. Obviously, beat your northeast uh, rival, Glenn Durrell. I think Glenn's having his, uh, his issues on the double, but three-time BO world champion, won the Premier League, a top, top player. And then that game against Rob Cross, the 170. Um, <laughs> what, what a night and what, and what a couple of games for you as well. A great experience. Obviously, we've, we've talked about how Chris has had these, these moments on TV as well. You had, you had your own little taste of the moments here in the summer in Blackpool. What, was, what were those two games like? But probably the Cross one in particular is probably one you probably look more back, I suppose. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. But I've, I've said to everyone, I, I didn't play well at the match play at all. I don't know what it was because preparation and everything went so well. I mean, I had my family there, you know, a couple of my friends there. Obviously, it was nice to have uh, Doby there as well because we, we got in the last two spots for the for the match play. Yeah. And uh, 
but yeah, it, it was nice to just go and like, you know, chill out. But I'd, I've said it in, you know, in any every interview, I didn't play well at the match play, but it, it was nice to actually have some luck on your side. Chris will tell you as well, he sometimes plays amazing and loses and then you can have a, an 85 game, you know, you've played poor, but you've won 6-1, 6-2. It's just, it's just one of them and... I mean, yeah, I lost in the quarters, but it's that TV experience where it helps you in the lo- in the long run, and it definitely helped me at the World Championship. Just how vital is that big stage experience? Because obviously, there's like a kind of a breeding ground for it now in like the Euro tours and such. Um, but how valuable is the experience of the match play, the UK Open, and, and tournaments like that when it comes to? Christmas time, and you've got three pretty much big tournaments back to back to back with the Grand, the Grand Prix, Grand Slam, and, and the the Worlds, and the Players Final as well. Oh yeah, it's massive because you know I think the bat and the uh, that's probably the best time to start playing your best stuff, if, especially if you're in every KV tournament. You know, if you're playing like consistently ninety five, ninety six to to one hundred, you're going to go deep in probably most of the tournaments and. Yeah, to be fair, I remember when well, I, I played James Wade the second round with the players, I averaged 101 and got beat 6-5, but, you know, and then, but you you do get annoyed with James when you, you average so high, you lose, and then you look at other James and they're winning with, with low 80 averages or mid-80s, but, listen, it, it starts, you're trying to move on to the next tournament, and obviously the season starts again next month, and I can't wait for that. Yeah, definitely, I think... Obviously, after the World Championships, the pair of years, really, you, you both probably want to get back on the uh, on the doubles and playing competitive matches. Uh, Chris, obviously, you've got a knack of winning from being 2-0 down <laughs> over the last couple of years. I was uh, watching going, why is, he put, why is he putting us through the ringer here? Like, I was thinking, I think he can't give us like a 3-0 win, like 9-0 or something. But, um, you know, it was, a, it was a great start. And then, obviously, we, I joked a little bit when I seen you through Christmas and New Year, saying, oh, obviously, you're back, obviously, MVG, but... Yeah. It was you don't want to win. You don't want to win in those two. Nah, of course. Was it a, not. Bit of a bit of, bit of sweet moment in that respect. Yeah, of course. Obviously, I like to play regardless who it is. Um, I was so up for that game against Michael. Uh, I had been putting a, a lot of time in during the day for that. Been keeping myself right at right. I, I didn't want to eat too much, so I absolutely nearly starved myself that day. And I went, I went down and got told, uh, unfortunately, you'll, you'll not be playing tonight. Um, so yeah, it was it was a hard one to take, but it's also nice to to get past there because I was defending the uh, last sixteen. Um, so it was it was like almost guaranteed me my money that I was defending. But now nah, you, you want to play. I still say he's the best, and you want to you want to play the the best on the biggest stage of them all. Um, obviously played him on the big stage in the Grand the Grand Prix uh, semi final a few years ago. And I wanted that revenge. I'm still yet to beat him. So I felt that I would have beat him up there. I was playing great. I had nine darts on stage and hit, I think I went 180, 121, 180. And I thought, I'm up for this tonight. I walked off and that's when I got told I wasn't playing. So I was, I was a bit uh, gutted in a way. But nah, my deal will come with him and I'll, I'll, I will beat him. And that, that, that's a certainty. Either he had a phone call about the Premier League yet? <clears throat> nah. Nah. I- I'll be nowhere near that lineup. 
Well, you nah. were you were you were a contender, but Callan, obviously, on on telly, you've been an absolute had a whirlwind year. Surely, would you put yourself in the reckoning? Nah, I, I don't think I'll be because of where I am in the world. I don't think I'll get in. But listen, stranger things have happened. If I got in, happy days. If not, I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. You know, we've got another year to try and move up the rankings and. You never know. Maybe next year. I mean, if I did get in this year, happy days. But I, I'm not seeing myself as I'll I'll get in. But <laughs> uh, you wouldn't say no, though, would you? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say no. Stupid, not him. But Callum, like you say, this Christmas, you know, when you, when you talk about some of the players you beat, obviously, obviously, you beat Yamada three 0 which is you were expected to win that game. But Brendan Dolan three 0 Nathan Aspinall. Alan Suter, who's had a fantastic year. And then he probably gave Peter Wright his hardest match. It's probably on par with, with Michael Smith. Michael Smith obviously was a leg away from being six six sets to four up. You must look back at that with so much, what's the word, so much uh, admiration for your own ability because you've you, you put on some really good performances there. And like, again, some of the names I've mentioned, and Peter Wright must have been thinking, I've got away with this one. Yeah, well, to be fair, I've. I've watched the game back and I know I, I missed the dart to go four, I think it was four two up. Uh, I missed one dart at Thompson. He went out on 96, you know, small 20 double 18 Thompson, you think, uh, you know, like not again or whatever like that. But then I won the next set and then as I was walking off stage in my head, I'm going, I should be walking off now knowing I've won, not that I'm coming back onto the stage and yeah, I mean, the, the crowd, I think, helped me through that game a lot, you know, chanting my name and when my head was going down, they were trying to GR us back up. And But yeah, you know, I averaged 97 against them and watching the game back, if, if you're a, a very late, if you're a, a Dars fan, they're the games you want to watch, you know. They're not games, obviously, I enjoyed playing it, don't get us wrong, but I didn't enjoy the, the losing side of it, but. As a Dars fan, they're, they're the games you want to go and, and watch on TV or, or you know in the arenas. Yeah, it's a great game. Me and Johnny were texting each other throughout. But um, Chris, does that where obviously you're slightly more experienced on the on the stage than Callan? Is that where experience comes to the fore? Because when you lose a set like that, but go on to win the next one and think I should have won by now, is it a case you've just got to get that out of your head and carry on as normal? Yeah, 100%. Um, I've learned over the past few years some of the games where I've been up there and like Callan said, obviously you miss that chance and you get punished there. Uh, I I didn't even miss a dot of the double. I missed a big number to, against Gary Anderson uh, to take him out in the last 16 a few years back. and I, I, That was in my head for at least two, three weeks afterwards. I, I was kicking myself and I just had to let that ride and um, obviously just get back into the board, put things right. And yeah, I, I feel a better player for it. I think you've, you've got to learn to, to lose games like that before you can take that next step up. And I think Callan will come back stronger for sure next year after that game with, with Peter. He, he knows he can beat him and he knew he had the chance. And it's, it's just that millimetre away from hitting the winning double you know and it is a hard one to take but I think it'll make them a better play in the end yeah these will both be absolutely fine you'll both move up the rankings you'll both win tournaments and then we'll do another interview like this and then they say yeah it's time uh, with Newcastle 
bought in a lot of players and used to win darts tournaments. Newcastle would be the place to be. Forget about Blackpool and Barcelona. Newcastle would be the place to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, a big thanks to both of you, Chris and Cal, for coming on because I know you're obviously getting ready for next month with some big, big tournaments. And I know you want to see Newcastle do well as well. So it's fantastic to have you both. Sam, where can everybody listen to this podcast? Uh, every podcast app going, links in the description. Check out the previous episodes. Um, I, I kind of checked out the the one. Obviously. What's that one? That was class. Oh, cheers, mate. That was cool. um, yeah, obviously, we, we've, I think we've got better as well as we've gone along, Peppa Pig and Toddler aside. Um, <laughs> obviously, like, Callan, you were show number one, and, and me and Johnny didn't know what we were doing. Chris, you were show number three, and you had your washing machine on for the first half. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, it's good. So, yeah, check out them, and the, the link's in the description, and, uh, yeah, hopefully... With Q School going on, I get to see you both play uh, Pallet, and I'll be uh, on the guest list to come to some floor tournaments this year. No so, uh, hey, and you're, we more, know... you're more than welcome anyway. So if if, if the restrictions are back to normal, you're both more than welcome. So oh, legend! But we know now, of course, it's going to be Chris Doby and Sam Mulliner against Callan Rids and Johnny Greenwood <laughs> That's very all. soon That's to it. Newcastle fans TV. I'm sorry in advance, Callan. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I, I'm not the best doubles player, lads. Do you know what it is? If you could just get the one at you, I'll hit double four, and that'll do. Right? <laughs> <laughs> do that then. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. From Chris Dobie, Callum Ridd, Sam Muller, and myself, Jonathan Greenwood. We'll see you all very soon. Newcastle Fans TV.